Well, hello folks, and welcome to We The People. This is the American Soccer Podcast in which you, my friend, are going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national soccer team. Everything, everything that you need to, to know. know. I'm Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I manage a web design company. And we love the Nats. Hells yeah, we do. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Folks, welcome to a Rasta pod. It's a motherfucking oh. Rasta pod time. We got it. We got games. We got players. We got lineups. We got lots to discuss. And we done made it to a very special 100 episodes. So, folks, uh, it's a very special week. Um, if you've if you've been with us and you've been following us and you're enjoying the show, reach out to us on Twitter. Hang out with us on Twitter. Ty's always on there at WTP Pod. If you wa- if you listen to this episode and it's the first time you've ever heard us and you get to the end and you're like, you know what, that didn't at all suck, uh, shoot us a five-star review. You might end up on the show. And, folks, I know it's a lot of hype, but we finally recaptured the elusive uh, famous person we've had in mind. Ty, shall I name them by name? Yeah, you can name them. Okay. By we, name we, or reputation. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's complex and it goes down to some back alley deals, but we managed to black... Um, What's the word to uh to to strong arm Jurgen blackmail strong arm Jurgen Klinsman Jurgen Klinsman himself, himself will be on the show to read your reviews um and uh and and so that's really rad uh that's Long-time that's all guest, one time guest he, uh, he's, folks, he's been on for he's been on a lot but not not recently he's been he's been I don't know slanging crack on the streets of Venice. Something, Something like, like that. that. It's been so, a little minute we'll since we had your game here. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, it's we're excited for that. And we're also really excited for uh, the, the Centenario Celebration episode. So, folks, today we, we are. are going to talk about the roster and the upcoming games. That's what we're talking about today. But uh, in the midweek, we're going to drop a little bonus sewed. Some of you, the people, have been helping us out with a celebration of reaching 100 episodes of this podcast. So we've got some juicy interviews with the likes of uh, Brenda... We've got Josh, and we've got Kwame the Kwamdas. So we're going to share those interviews with you, the people, uh, midweek. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ty, shall we line them up? Line them up, dude. It's All a right. Rastapod. It's a motherfucking Rastapod. So soon. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, some people think of the, the international games as being the international break. That's not how we see it. Yes, we no. see we see the club games as being the club break. <laughs> so we're internet. back in season after this this uh, nice short club break that yes. we took a, a, in the global soccer landscape. We're back to the real the real sport. It's, it's mostly uh, breaks. The good stuff. It's mostly breaks. But if you it's look back at the breaks. end of the year, it's like pretty productive. It's like David Bowie's yeah. songwriting style. Right, right. It's like senior year of college. Yeah, <laughs> it's mostly breaks. <laughs> so let's dive in here. I'm gonna line yeah. them up. I'm just gonna list a bunch of names, and if you don't know all these people, no sweat. We're, we're I probably don't know some of them too. So we're gonna figure it out. Ty's gonna help us out. Uh, line up, boys. Uh, it's your it's your time to shine. Um, best of luck. Get out there, Kellen Acosta. Uh, how about why not, Pookie. Jonathan Amon? Yeah, Ty's Pookie baby, Kellen Acosta from way back. Now Adam Ty's... Bell's is Pookie baby, Jonathan Amon. 
Is that right? All right. There you go. Adam Bell's made this guy happen. Oh, yeah. You mentioned that on the show. He, like, was putting out gifts. Yeah. Um, Kellen Acosta is quickly becoming your pookie toddler over time. We've got the return (laughs) of a grizzly grizzled uh, MLS embattled Michael Bradley. He's back, baby. Uh, We're we're back with John Brooks as well. He's he's out of his foxhole. (laughs) Is Michael Bradley. We're back as well uh, with, wait, no, we're not. First time, first timers, Reggie Cannon, the Cannon. Uh, U.S. soccer yet to get a picture Nickname potential on point. Yeah. What? Oh man. Yeah, we we got to come up with something. Oh yeah, yeah. it's gonna happen. Depends how he plays. This could go one of two ways. Yeah. <laughs> All I've got right now is his last name, the Cannon. I've got no photo, no visuals of him playing the, the Cannon. Game, so it's all gonna come together. Uh, we're gonna see some Cameron Carter Vickers, and we're gonna see not Weston. Instead, Marky Delgado. Sad, sad story. Uh, the veteran. The veteran fishy of all fishies, Julian Green. Uh, why not a little Brad Guzman? Why not? Welcome in. Ethan Horvath. Uh, Aaron Long, uh, come hang out. And the other Franco, the, the, the different Franco, the tallest Franco, Matt Miazga. Uh, let's, let's bring him back just because we wanted to hang with the fam, Andrea Novakovic. Uh, Fafa, yeah, exactly. Thank Fafa. God his family's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need that. Stability. They really are the ones who got called up. The, That's correct. The, the yeah. twenty Novakoviches who who drive from Wisconsin to every match. That's correct. It started with the Bradley family, and uh, and now right. we've 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 extended to. You can really just be an amazing. You don't have to be an amazing coach to get your family. Sitcom out. deal coming yeah. for the Novakoviches. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Muskegee. Yeah, they're going to team up Love with those that. People. They're, they're going to be team up with Honey Boo Boo and give her a career <laughs> resurrection. Uh, Fafa Pico, excellent name, excellent oh, face, bro. I Fafa. like it. Don't know a lot about you, but let's do this thing. Anthony Robinson, love you. You got to be the guy at left back going forward. Kenny Seff, welcome back. More Kenny Seff, uh, back from injury, I suppose. A little mm-hmm. Josh Sarge, not yet a professional soccer player, unfortunately. <laughs> no, that's not true. He's a professional <laughs> Still not soccer yet. player. But uh, <laughs> not, not first team in it out there. But uh, we're, we're happy to have you, young man. And uh, Zach Steffen. Uh, ben Sweat. It's your boy, Ben Sweat. I like that name. It's your boy. Uh, let's have a little Will <laughs> we Trapp. Got, we have last name Apalooza here. <laughs> we got two. The sweat Trap Cannon? Sweat <laughs> Trap amazing. Cannon. The Cannon. Uh, let's have uh, future greatest soccer player, greatest American soccer player of all time, Tim Weah, according to Tim Weah. Um, the Hawaii's pride and Hawaii's pride and joy, <laughs> as you'll see from our interview with Brenda, uh, Bobby Wood, and then of course DeAndre De Yedlin, uh, Seattle's pride and joy. Andre De uh, truly. Ty, uh, this 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 dropped about a, a week ago. We're not the first to discuss this roster, um, but we are the best, the finest, the classiest. We're we're a culture of refinement here at We the People. And uh, Ty, I'd like to know what were your first impressions upon upon hearing this. Uh, I'm pleased, as I have been with with many of these uh, rosters. You know, overall satisfied with the the amount that we've been, you know, uh, integrating the the veterans into the group, which is to say, a low amount. Um, this this time around, we have uh, a a sort of symbolic move in the recovery of the U.S. men's national team, which is the recall of Michael Bradley which I think is probably the biggest story because not only is he a, an important player and someone who really changes the way that the team can play, but he is a symbol uh, of, of 
an actual reaching back for someone who we were relying on in the last cycle and a recognition that uh, that we can't just you know burn everything behind you know leave everything behind that that we had built up um, which I begrudgingly accept uh, and and I I accept perhaps solely in the shape of Michael Bradley. You know, I would take, I would take Jeff Cameron for sure, who wasn't even on the field in, in Trinidad. Um, I would probably, if, if my life depended on it, take Josie Altidore for a, for a one-off match as of today. But when it comes to building for the 2022 cycle and the 2022 World Cup, um, I'm perfectly happy with just saying that, you know, Josie and, and a couple other fringe, or sorry, that, that Bradley and a couple other of the fringe uh, players or players who had less of a important role and Polisic, of course. But um, let's also not, to be involved I, I got to jump in here. Gone. I got to jump in here real quick because let's not forget that we're seeing Brad Guzman back. And I know his name is Brad Guzan. It's a fucking joke. Uh, we're seeing Brad Guzman back. Uh, we're also seeing. Um, uh, Kenny Seth is back. Not that he was a pillar of the team that failed, but he was there. No, and no. Then, no. And then he, nobody he, he, ever yeah. questions the fact that DeAndre Yedlin has seamlessly made the transition, right? So, so that's true. You have yeah. to credit these players who it's not crazy to see them, and it feels a little crazy to see Bradley. Right, right. It does. Um, and I think, uh, well, let me let me narrow it down. I think there's a core of let's say five players who are sort of symbolic of the loss. You know. If if we're if we're just to go through it, maybe Josie, Dempsey, Bradley, Omar Galaxy, Tim Howard. Oh God, yeah. Uh, and so so yeah, old, Bradley old is the first Timmy one we there. have now to see. And yeah. Guzan doesn't bother me at all because the two worst goalkeeping performances of the hex were uh, Costa Rica at home and Trinidad away, which were both uh, Tim Howard's uh, fine work. Not that he, he it's not. To disparage him, I think he's a fantastic player, but he, he just shouldn't have been trusted with that kind of spot after clearly having lost uh, uh, not just a step, but many steps after his move back to, to MLS. Yeah, he lost that. mad so, steps. Mad, it, lost mad steps. respect and, to you. And, and, and you know, it just, I find it uh, incredibly poignant how good, you know, Zach Steffen was six months away from that, you know, six months after that. Right. Um, and even Ethan Horvath at the time was was playing. Anyway, we don't have to re-legislate that. Yeah, but anyway, anyways, of that group who you would say are the, the, the chief shitters of the bed from Trinidad, Bradley is the first one who's back. Sure. Um, so, so that's an important, it's an important thing because, uh, and, and many people will say an unnecessary thing, but for me, Bradley uh, continues to be an important part of the team. And I can see him not only continuing at the same level, but actually improving uh, in as he reaches his kind of ripe, ripe latter years in the the Andrea Pirlo mold. Yeah. Um. Not. I'm not talking about 38 year old Andrea Pirlo, but Bradley's about 30 right now. So I think going into the World Cup, he'll be 34. That's totally feasible to me that he could be a an impact player at that position. Maybe a, maybe a sub. You know, maybe someone who's around as a as a a leader and a um someone to to. Uh, to raise the level of training. He also, um, he, his play style but, lends to it. Jermaine Jones and Kyle Beckerman were, were going to like burn out. Right, the, the all action burnout. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Bradley's Bradley's style definitely works for it. And his, you know, his, his strengths are ones that won't uh, deteriorate that much. Now that said, uh, his Toronto-led team has been just atrocious this year. 
Um, and then you add that on top of the, the fact that the last time we saw him, the U.S. was, was undergoing their worst loss ever. Um, that's, that's big strikes against him. So he definitely still, you know, in my opinion, has to work his way back. Like, I don't think he should come back and just be an automatic, you know, first name on the team sheet starter all the time. I think he has to prove that he has to prove reciprocally that he's more deserving than, than the young kids. Um, but so anyway, so to, to my overall impressions of the roster, I'm happy with the degree to which we're allowing ourselves to go back there, you know, a year after Trinidad. Um, I think this was the exact break, actually, that the Trinidad match happened. So has it really um, been I a year that, already? Wow, it's it's been a year. Time flies year. when and, you're crying into your, into your yeah. bed sheets. <laughs> Time flies when you're insanely drunk for <laughs> 365 days. Um, <laughs> so uh, within the the roster, the players who I'm the most excited to see are are um, some of these sort of fringish guys who we we haven't had a chance to see yet namely Seth who I think could be a really important part of the next cycle because uh and and Amon I'll say so Seth and Amon are are two wide attackers which like the it. US is in short supply of which is especially pivotal right now because our best player Christian Pulisic is a wide attacker and if he doesn't have another wide attacker opposite him his game is going to be diminished. And if he doesn't have players, if we don't have players who can come in for him in a pinch, if he needs to get subbed out or if he can't go on a given game, um, we need players who are, who are able to play the same role, but worse so that we're not constantly right. changing our tactics. Right. System. And not only so, that, but when Polisic is not around, when Polisic is not around, we need to be accustomed to playing with someone at least that can approximate that on the right side, you know? So that we don't get used to having fucking, you know, let's say Alejandro Bedoya out there or a player of that ilk. Precisely. And and I have been actually sort of pleased that Pulisic hasn't been involved in some of these camps. Um, he was involved in the, the uh, June camp uh, playing one game where he was very ineffective because he was damn tired in June at the end of a long season and then didn't play the subsequent two games and hasn't been involved since and is injured again for this camp. Um, and in my opinion, that's actually a good thing because we don't need to see him. We know what we have in him. Um, we, but what we really need to do is establish a, a team ethic and a system that everyone is used to playing in his absence so that there isn't this sense that without him, we're, we're you know, floundering around. So yeah. um, I, I, I love the idea of having a, a Jonathan Amon and a Kenny Seff here to, to try out for the Polisic backup slash foil role. Um, and those, those two players are both very intriguing in, in different ways, um, which I, I guess, you know, briefly I can get into. Yeah, Seth, please do. Uh, for, those who, for those who are newer to the team, Seth kind of uh, committed to the U.S. midway through the last cycle. He was called up for the Gold, the gold Cup in 2017, uh, but got injured in the, I think after the first game maybe, so he came on as a sub in the first game and then didn't play again. So that's really all we've seen of him uh, outside of a couple friendly appearances uh, for the U.S., but he is a um, Israeli. He's a he's an American-born Israeli citizen, who uh, has been playing in Europe since he was a a, a kid between between Israel and uh, uh, Belgium. So he's at uh, Ghent in Belgium, and now he's at uh, Underlecht, the former team of um, Sasha Kleschen, which is a, a big deal team. You know, it's one of those. I like those situations where it might not be a big league, but at least you're playing at the biggest team. You know, the the mo- the most high pressure team. Um, so, so Seth is a, a high quality player. He's played a lot of Champions League minutes. He's the kind of player where if he was just from, 
you know, anywhere in the States uh, and he had been on the, the U.S. youth team radars and everything, he would, be, he would be quite a bit more hyped than he has been. So we're getting a player of a really high caliber here uh, who, can, who can do things that not a lot of other players in the pool can. Um, so ex really excited to see him for a longer period. Uh, on the other side, uh, we have Jonathan Amon, who, as I mentioned, is Adam Bells's uh, utter pookie baby obsession. Jif, Jif obsession. Pookie obsession. And um, obsession baby. He he started to break out. Uh, I think it was around two years ago with uh, Norseland in in Denmark, which is um, we've we had a couple of Yanks there. I remember Michael Parkhurst being there. So you're saying Namely, it's not pronounced uh, Nordsjæland? It is not pronounced Nordsjæland. And are you sure that it's uh, not Nordstrom? But <laughs> I'm positive it's Nor not Nordstrom. Though. Okay, just that checking. Might be an improvement. Uh, so anyway, so at at he's at Norseland, which is again uh, one of the big teams in a small league. Um, and while he's been there, he has cracked the lineup at he cracked the lineup at eighteen or nineteen. He cemented himself as a starter, and then he started to cement himself kind of as the star of the team in an attacking sense. So um, a lot of their attacking work uh, kind of goes through him. Opponents are game planning for him. I've seen some clips of you know opposing coaches pointing out that he's the danger man in the team that they're they're worried about you know playing against so for that level he's a he's a really um he's he's doing great and he is a, a former uh i think he has played u20 uh before he's 20 now so i don't he's not eligible for the next cycle um, but he is olympic eligible he's someone who's been on the radar of of u.s youth teams but hasn't um hasn't lit it up you know for for u.s youth teams sure. so one of those who who had to kind of go over and test himself in that crucible to really to really reach his his uh, level so far um, and his you know he has every every tool to to be a, a great crafty attacking winger so um, that's exactly the kind of player that we need and this is a kid who's who's right in the age range that we're looking at where he's going to be reaching his prime um, by the by the time of the next world cup uh, as an attacker and so so yeah I'm, I'm super psyched to see him and the more minutes we can we can get for for these kids the better Someone like that will certainly be looking to make a transfer. You know, it's the kind of place... I think Denmark plays uh, the MLS season, of course, because it's fucking cold. <laughs> so, or sorry, Norway. Um, so he, they, uh, they, they will... The, the, those players are often candidates for January transfers to bigger leagues. You know, they're not um, cup-tied or anything. They can, they can come in and, and do a good job in a team. They're relatively fresh. Um, so he, he's a, he's a person who might be looking to make a move this January and having us time always helps with, uh, getting you on the radar of, of those clubs that could be a part of his next step in his progression. So, uh, very important moment for, for him to keep, to prove himself. Keep an eye on Amon, the, the truth. Ain't that the truth? Amon. Hey, uh, Amon. Hey, Amon. Hey, Amon. Hey, Amon. If you're enjoying the show, uh, please tell a friend. Please tell a friend. I, before Ty gets on to the next... For the love of God, Before In this, pause the show, text somebody, and be like, have you heard of Jonathan? Hey, man. And uh, <laughs> if not, check out this fucking pod. Please do that. That, that. That's that's the best thing you can do. Ty, who else are you looking at right now that, that's new in? You know, we got the canon. We got... Uh, who's this yeah. guy? Aaron Long. We got Fafa Yeah, Pico. yeah. Oh, who are these people? So there, there's there's a couple players on the roster who I'm, I'm you know, lukewarm on, I think. If they can be role players, that's fine. But uh, there, there's no potential that any of them could be a World Cup winner, as we say. Um, so Fafa Picot would fall under that category, kind of a former uh, a sort of wild card, attractive, uh, multi I think a tri-national, like ger oh, German, Haitian, American 
Uh, and so, and you know, broke into into the professional ranks early, and was kind of like a, a, a Twitter topic for a while. <laughs> like, will this will this kid choose us? Now he's he's in the Julian Green era, where he's now like a like a old young man, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's still like to to U.S. fans, he's still kind of a fresh face. But anyway, so I'm not you know super high on on him. I think if he can do a job, that's great. I would put him in with like C.J. Sapong and the others. Um, and same with uh, Marky Delgado, who gets good ranks at, at TFC. But uh, I, I personally have never been thrilled with any U.S. shirt for, for youth or, uh, or senior team in his brief time. Um, but Reggie Cannon is a really interesting prospect. I haven't gotten to see him much, but he's, he is, uh, I think, 20. And he's been breaking in as the, he, he broke, broke in earlier this season as the starting right back for Dallas. Uh, under Oscar Pereja, USMNT coach candidate, um, and exactly the kind of person who who you know creates these these stories for young players, including Kellen Acosta recently. Um, so Reggie Cannon looks looks super solid. He has you know adapted very well to the MLS level. Uh, there's always a question as to how far you can you can kick on from there, um, but I think you know it's so far so good, and and he's the kind of player I'm I'm excited to see. To, to evaluate whether he can he can make that jump up and I think there's something when you watch these these 19 and 20 year olds who who get a chance you know the results often are mixed but you can see the sheen of something right with with the way that they carry themselves with their attitude their communication with teammates the their their energy level their touch it, it, it's it becomes evident I think fast who's a who's a Tyler Adams and who's not you know yeah. Um, and that, that like Tyler Adams is just the perfect example of that where you're like, wow, I don't like it. It doesn't even matter if he necessarily played well, but you can tell that the kid's special or just, if you've just seen by the way that he does things. Yeah. And if you, if you've been jumping in on some of these friendlies, I think we got that feeling from Anthony Robinson as well. Like, yeah, he big didn't time. Have, yeah, it's he a great had, example. He didn't have perfect right. games, but there was just, right, he right. stood out for sure. Uh, before we talk about, uh, the, the missing founding fathers real quick, who's Ben Sweat? Oh. Oh, Ben Ben Sweat's another one of those. He's a, a sort of a journeyman MLS player who latched on with um, with NYCFC and has started the last two years or so. And you know, do- solid MLS player, but a, a solid MLS twenty seven year old is not that exciting to me if, from a US perspective. So I'm totally fine, you know, bringing these players in. And like, you never know when you hit on someone. Yeah. Um, but but for me, it's it's there's no potential that that he's a world cup winner so i'm just not that bothered i'm i'm more i'd be more interested in getting in 18 year olds just to throw them in there and see see what you have you know yeah. so that's if, if i have a quibble with the roster it's that you know there's like a, there's a kid uh, george bellow for instance who's who's breaking in with atlanta now past couple games because there's been like 18 injuries at at fullback and he's a he's a 16 year old 17 year old fullback who's been playing for atlanta um, you know, you have guys like Andrew Carlton who are well known in U.S. youth circles, but haven't gotten much chance with the senior team. Like, I don't, I, I don't mind having a Julian Green or a Fafa Pico involved in a camp like this, or a Ben Sweat. But it feels like there's a couple too many of them this time. So I, I would have preferred a little bit more of that, like, like throw shit at the wall um, approach this time. But uh, you know, it's hard to say exactly what the what the goals are right now for for Sarah Can and the coaching staff. It's like. We've we've well surpassed the point at which it was just like insanity time. You know the the game where like the starting lineups average age was was twenty one or whatever. That was fun. Um, 
it feels like that ought to be over, but I, I certainly wouldn't stop doing it. So I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say like what their mindset is in, in making these selections. It is very hard to say. Folks, uh, we blasted through uh, this list pretty quick on who's here, but we have not yet uh, cast our eyes upon who is not. Um, you know, oh, there's the no Weston McKenney, there's no Tyler Adams. Are there reasons that I don't know for this? So he's, he's got back spasms, so, so we're totally out of, of Founding Fathers. And is, are those both injury-related? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Polisic is an injury, uh, Weston's an injury, and apparently Tyler Adams is. What a bummer. So it, it's, it's, it's got to be a Michael Bradley-oriented midfield. It's just going to be the TFC midfield, him and Delgado. Um, but uh, yeah, so McKenney, by way of a quick update, uh, has been tearing it up for, for Schalke Nordfeld lately. He uh, scored his first goal for Schalke after coming back from injury in the Champions League away to uh to win the game i think yeah one nothing win um and then during the week he or over the weekend sorry he scored his first bundesliga goal for Schalke, oh yeah let's uh, go in a in a win as well so he uh he's he's really cementing himself as a as a key part of the team and he's someone who you know so far when he's been healthy this year um uh, uh tedesco has been has been choosing him first choice so so that's that's a big deal. He's he's progressing even from where he was last year. He's he's figuring out the goals thing, um, and towards the end of the game, you could tell he was really feeling it because he was like basically positioning himself as a number nine uh, at the end of this this uh, two nothing win. I think it was. Um, so he's been doing really well. However, he had to get uh, taken off in the eighty something with this with this injury, and I don't think they're going to. Um, it didn't look super serious to me, uh, but I think it's probably a couple week thing. And he's been pretty unlucky with those. So. Uh, it's kind of a bummer, but um, yeah, he's out this time. Uh, Polisic is also a, a minor injury. He's been out for the last couple of weeks. Another uh, uh, sort of similar case to, to last camp. And then Adams, I, I, I was just reading uh, that, that it's just back spasms, so it's not something that's going to persist too too long. So uh, no no reason to concern, but uh, no reason to be concerned. But it's, it's all the more reason why you know, maybe it would have been good to have a, a Chris Durkin in here, someone who's in the in the younger set, in the um, in the Olympic pool set, rather than some of these you know middling MLS players just to kind of fill out the numbers. Right. Yeah. I think I think uh, if 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 Ty were coach, we'd see essentially prep for the for for the Olympics. But instead, we see if I were uh, coach, yes, we we see these the this roster seems to be prepared to compete essentially with an emphasis on youth but but really this is pretty much where we're at um you know right. minus the the three injuries to our to the future of the team uh folks <laughs> right. we minus will... the entire core of the team yes it's like <laughs> folks at. we will see this u.s team play uh colombia colombia uh that's on the, er, the thursday the uh the 11th of october uh, we'll also see USA versus Peru. Uh, that one's Tuesday, a few days later, on the 16th. Uh, that one's at, they're both at uh, 4.30 uh, p.m. Pacific, which I guess is 7.30 uh, Eastern time. And Swami, if you could shoot in here where people can stream or watch on television. The match versus Colombia will be broadcast on Fox Sports One and Univision. Next 
versus Peru. The match will be broadcast by ESPN2 and Unimas. Mucho gracias, Swami. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we Props. could not do this without you. So, uh, looking literally. forward, look, quite literally, looking forward to these games. I think we'll have uh, we'll have our bonus pod, folks. Keep in mind, in the middle of the week, you'll hear some some sweet the interviews centenario. to celebrate the centenario. No, 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 And then I think we'll have uh, we'll have some discussion about USA Colombia on the next proper pod, and then the one after that, we'll be talking about USA Peru. Sound about right to you, Ty? Sounds perfect. I'm going to be at USA Peru uh, in in Connecticut. So I'll I'll uh, I'll record live from from stadium. I'll interview fans as is my my fashion nowadays. Uh, so if you're if you're gonna be there, especially reach out to us on Twitter. Say say hi. I'll, yeah. I'll like literally seek you out and find you and put you on this this very air. Hell yeah! Um, it would be super fun to to meet up with some some listeners out there. So let's uh, let's just focus then for now on Colombia, and then next week we can we can uh, prep people a little bit more for Peru. Peru. Um, yeah. What are we looking at in Colombia? What you know? That's Colombia, as as maybe a casual fan might know, is is the is where uh, James Rodriguez hails from. Uh, Correct. Along along yeah, with so, some 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 other impressive names. Who who are we looking out for? Right, right. So the uh, Colombia is in a, a much different spot than the U.S. You know, first of all, they're Colombia. Uh, second of all, they have a, a a large tournament coming up next year. We we're gonna have a gold cup, which is likely to be kind of a, one of those B team gold cups, as they say. Uh, though for the U.S., they'll probably try to go out and win it. But for Colombia, they have a Copa America coming up next year in Brazil, which is going to be hot fire. And so they are trying to uh, to to nail down the team and and finalize their their plans for for that tournament. So they have a very much a first choice uh, squad, including some some kind of older players, some players who are getting on a bit. Radamel Falcao, uh, chief among them, who they're still relying on, and they'll have to figure that out. But for now, it's a a, a very much star studded lineup with with lots of uh, lots of wonderful players, including one who who has a sort of re-emerged for Colombia recently, Juan Fernando Quintero, who was uh, a one-time Wunderkind. He starred in the 2010, uh, sorry, in the 2014 World Cup. Then he essentially dropped off the map between 2014 and 2018. But during the World Cup, he showed up for, you know, the end of qualifying and then was great at the World Cup. Um, so he's still only 25 and and has a great chance to establish himself as, you know, that that one of those those next uh, big faces for Colombia, but it looks like they'll have uh, James, they'll have Juan Cuadrado, they'll have Falcao, Carlos Baca. Juan Cuadrado really won gang. me over in the World Cup, man. He he, there's some there's something very charming and and kind of like classic about that guy. He's sort of like a he's like a yeah. old school. There's something old school about his very play, much so. You know? Yeah, you, I like that guy. If you put on like a different Photoshop filter, you know, yeah, he could be a player from the from the fifties or sixties. Yeah. You know? yeah, and he's awesome. Um, Except that he runs like like the wind in fast mo- yeah in fast forward I, yeah yeah and he doesn't smoke on the sidelines between yeah. plays. However, <laughs> yeah. I did I did see a play. I was forever uh, sort of marred. My opinion of him was forever marred by. I watched him in Copa America and in in person, so you get to see these things. But I saw a play where there was like this sick counterattack by Colombia, and he was on the sidelines drinking water. Like he was playing on the far sideline from the bench. So he was just over there like with a water bottle by himself while the team was countering. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? This is insane. So, so, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't see any sort of 
pattern or anything like that with him, but it's it's just one of those little things that I noticed. So um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but it, it, it forever sullied my my opinion of him. But his his play uh, for for Juventus has just been great, and he's a, he's clearly a, a, a top level player, someone who um, you know the U.S. will will really have to watch out for. It'll be a big test for let's say Reggie Cannon uh, or or some other some other you know, newer fullback to, to contain someone like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a little intimidating, but, uh, you know, it, it's, all, it's about how we play. Remember, it's a friendly. It's not about the result. It's about how we play the game. Very much so, yeah. And it's about who we get to see, and it is, unfortunately, about individual performances often. Right. And I think right. that, you know, I think the major, the major uh, story that it kind of everyone will be looking to is how does Michael Bradley show up and integrate himself into this team that we've been right, watching. Right, right. And we always say it on the show after a friendly win or lose, you know, because there's always like this ridiculous amount of knee-jerk reaction about the future of the national team based on these friendly results one way or the other. Um, the, the game doesn't matter. Let's, let's be clear. This is a friendly. So we're, we're out here to watch how our team, you know, prepares and executes a game plan. The, it doesn't matter that the team drew against France. It doesn't make the performance any better. You know, it doesn't matter that they lost to Ireland. It doesn't change the performance. Again, watch the performance. Watch watch what players are trying to do and how well they're able to execute that. Um, and, you know, obviously, if there's lots and lots of mistakes, that's going to lead to goals. And so there's going to be a correlation between result and, and, uh, and performance. But um, when it comes to playing a team like Colombia, who's in a very, very different position than we are, you know, they're, they're going to have maybe eight of their t- top starters, maybe nine of their top starters, and we're going to have two or three. Um, and we're at a much, much lower level than, than they are. So, um, you know, don't take too much stock in this. I think it, you should expect a, a 3-1 loss or something on those, along those lines. Um, and, and, you know, what we're looking for is, is how individuals cope with the pressure. That's correct. Um, and, and who stands out. So the result of this game brings us... Uh... No trepidation, nor does it bring us peace. Uh, but we do have hopes <laughs> and our fears. <laughs> so, Ty, what, what's a, you got a hope or a fear for me for this game here? Well, I, I, it's not just for Adam Bells. I also share Adam Bells' uh, fascination with, <laughs> for with Bells, this Jonathan Amon five Bells. character. <laughs> four Bells. Five Bells. Bells. The U.S. just needs these kind of players. Like, we've talked about how the team is transitioning between this uh, this roughneck, you know, band of outlaws, bunch of guys who who trained with, you know, uh, balls of rags kicking them against their garages or whatever. Uh, and we're, we're Every going time we from tell that, that story, it gets more and more like raggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going from that into the this new world where American talent is scouted at young ages and brought to the, the best academies in the world, and where, indeed, many of the best coaching uh, talent in the world is also coming to the U.S. To, to coach young American players. So it's a very different world now, and part of the fruits of that new world is that we need to have these guys, these, these game-changing, attacking players who, who, can, uh, who, who the opponent really has to take into account, because... I'm sorry, but we played, you know, we played Colombia in, in uh, Copa America twice, um, uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, and uh, our combinations of, you know, Bobby Wood and Giassi Zardes were not what they had to really think about on, on the wings, and so they, that's, that's a huge flaw in our game plan if we don't, if we're not able to kind of consistently 
get uh, movement and penetration in the attacking third. So to me, there, there is no more, uh, there's no greater reward to the hot housing than having some of these good attackers, you know, who, who yeah. will be able to actually cut up defenses in a way that we haven't yet. Right. Um, though, of course, there is an element of spontaneity to attacking as well. But that, that aside, the, the, the quality, the, the, the uh, level of technique and touch uh, that, say, an Eden Hazard possesses uh, is something that, that we, should, we should surely hope to, to develop um, in this new era of, of uh, the U.S. team. So maybe Jonathan Amon is someone um, who can push us towards that. Hey, Amon? Maybe. Hey, uh, I hope for a Tim Weah standout performance. I think the kid's got, potentially got the juice. He surprised us all by, by still being at PSG. And I, and I would love to see him light it the fuck up and, and maybe, maybe convince us that he may indeed one day be the greatest American soccer player of all time. I also hope to see uh, Anthony Robinson and DeAndre Yedlin both take the field as starters. I think that's what we should go forward with uh, as our left and right backs. They play the way we want them to. Let's just get them in there and get those reps going for the two of them. I've got a distinct fear. I, I am a fan of Brad Guzan. I like Brad Guzan. Uh, he should not be the starter for the U.S. national team. I'm sorry. Zach Steffen. Steffen, Steffen and Horvath are both, uh, I have to say, more talented players, and they are younger. So they may they might not be as good on you know Thursday night as Brad Guzan. But the most important thing is 2022, and we we really need to get these goalkeepers integrated and and established within the team so that we're not scrambling at the last minute to prepare someone for for qualifying in the World Cup. So. I know Guzan. Guzan probably has two cycles left in him, you know. So it's not a matter of age; it's just that that I just think the ceiling is so much higher on these other guys, and I think it's worth getting them the reps, especially the with the cohesion that you know Stefan has been building with the rest of the this uh, this mid formation backline. Um, I just think all the time that they can get together is is positive. So I'm I'm unfortunately going to have to fear a Brad Guzan start. Sorry, yeah, Guzman. To say it. You're you're really Sorry, good, Guzman. dude. Really good, dude. Uh, we we We'd love, love to you, have Guzman. a beer. Come come, let's have a beer. Come on the show. Matter of fact, let's have a beer Thursday night. Keep you out that game. Um, <laughs> I love it when burn uh, <laughs> multiple <laughs> levels, bro. It's burning. I love it when uh you know the when um I sp- I make a my, a little spill in my bedroom uh but you know. Uh, Something something innocent like water, you know, and it's small enough that it kind of just takes care of itself. You know, water, believe it or not, just takes care of itself. Uh, I don't know that that's technically true. That's what Grand true, always says. But Grand Peppy said it, so I'm going with it. Uh, I quite like uh, that, that, that TV show called Nathan for you. It's on, on Hulu right now. It's goofy. It's funny. It's got, it's got some heart, and it's got a whole lot of zany like irony and and deadpan and i i'm into it i dig um and i and i also uh really like it when um you get a you get a phone call a leisurely phone call at just the right time you know i'm getting off work uh the other night 10 30 at night i get a call from an old friend uh we spoke for an hour why yes i am free well you caught me at a good time but i don't love any 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 of that shit as much as I love the Nats. Goodbye, people. Peace. Tell a friend.
Tell a friend. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.